Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Bless You Boys podcast for January the 10th, 2015. I'm your host, Hook Slide, and if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome aboard. We've got some fun stuff planned today. Uh, the Bless You Boys podcast is a feature of the Bless You Boys website. You can find us online at www.blessyouboys.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Bless You Boys and on Facebook. Just search for Bless You Boys. So just a reminder that uh, next week on the show, I'll be having Dan Dickerson joining me, whose voice you just heard on the uh, music intro. He's the voice of the Tigers on radio. Definitely want to mark your calendars for that. You do not want to miss that episode. As I've mentioned before, Dan Dickerson's voice has the power to actually kill winter demons. So we're going to hope to beat back the forces of winter with next week's show. This week, however, there are going to be hijinks and tomfoolery ahead. Joining me today in the virtual studio, we have Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman, the guys behind the immensely popular website and Twitter account known as Cespedes Family Barbecue. You can find them online at uh, cespedesfamilybarbecue.com and on Twitter at cespedesbbq. Jake, Jordan, welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm Jake, just to clarify. Yeah, we are both here. I'm Jordan. Actually, we're just one guy who can do a lot of different, very subtle voices. <laughs> So, so right off the uh, bat, we're going to deal with multiple personalities. Is, is that what's yes. going on? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yes, and I apologize to to you and to our listeners. We had a little bit of technical difficulty this morning. Uh, I meant to start the show about a half hour earlier, but uh, I I still don't know how to use Blog Talk Radio's studio controls. So we're getting there. Learning curve out of the way. But boys, let's don't talk about, about it. My, the uh, internet. My nickname My nickname in high school was technical difficulty. So I'm used to it. <laughs> Isn't there a, a player in the Tigers farm system called Technical Difficulty? It's tech, tech, technical, technical, oh, okay. technical difficulty. <laughs> right out of the Dominican Republic, Technicale Difficile. Oh boy, <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be a crazy show. I can I can see this already. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about the internet phenomena that is the Cespedes family barbecue, and I'll start with you, Jake. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the backstory? What made you guys want to build an internet presence, number one? But number two, why specifically around Ioana Cespedes? Uh, so I think what I think it all started from our own teenage boredom. So it was the kind of the middle of our senior year of high school. Uh, and Jordan and I were having a lot of conversations about baseball, texting, on the phone, in person. We were we were joking around, and one day we were like, you know, this stuff's kind of funny yeah maybe we should you know write some of this down so um we were big fans of the up and in podcast and that kind of was a big inspiration for us uh so mm-hmm. december 2012 we set up a blog 
uh, and we were kind of talking about names, and we like that Suspedis video where he roasts the pigs, pretty cool. And yeah. Jordan, <laughs> I think I, I I came up with the idea, and then Jordan came up with the name. Right. Uh, and then from there, we were like, oh, this is good, but it doesn't matter that it's so long and confusing because no one's ever going to care about it. Right. Uh, and then people did. Yeah. So I mean, when we came came up with the name Cespedes Family Barbecue, it was like, oh, like that's a cool blog name, like. Great, but like it didn't matter at the time um, when we started writing stuff. It was just for us. It was just so we could look back and be like, ah, yes, we are so funny. Um, right. <laughs> just entirely for us. And then once we got on Twitter, probably close to the beginning of 2013, um, and uh, met some of the right people. A couple people gave us a good shout out, and we've just been. I mean, we haven't really cha- we haven't really changed it all. We've just been doing doing the same thing and putting putting tweets out, and people people have liked our stuff. It's been a lot of fun. So, just so the the listeners that don't know the the reference there, we're, we're talking about a video that Ioana Cespedes has put out. What was that? Was a showcase video? Yes. Right. So when he came over from Cuba um, in I guess 2011, uh, he now uh, when a lot of Latin prospects come over, you'll see either their agent or whatever you know academy that will put out like a two to three minute video, just like all right, batting practice, see them in the field, fine. Not for Ioannis because you know. He's special. He needed 20 minutes. He needed 30, 28 and a half minutes. Of, it's not even a lot of baseball. It's There's, like, he takes maybe 20 swings. Right. It's not. Throws the ball thrice. Right. You don't see a lot of actual baseball, but you see a lot of very impressive workouts. Um, you see a lot of shirtless, shirtless running, shirtless, sweaty running. A lot of really hard, but also really Terrible rap music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of talking about phallic regions. You have and female oh desires for them. <laughs> you also have, um, you also have like a lot of like Windows Movie Maker esque edits. Oh, it's like it's painfully iMovie. Right. It's like it's like your your uncle like his family went on a trip and decided to splice <laughs> together a quick video. Right, right. <laughs> but like didn't have the time or skills to really do it well. Right. But the point is at the, at the very end of this. Um, astounding piece of art. He dances with his family. He does. So you. Well, no, it's not him. Actually, it's like some random family member doing this awesome three-person yeah, dance. Yeah. You see. You see. You start seeing his family. This is minute twenty-six. Right. And then he. Then he thanks uh, former Packers running back Amon Green. Yes. Gets a shout out. He does do that too. <laughs> Again, you have to see it. This is on YouTube. Ryan Grant. Un- we're not <laughs> uncalled for. We're not. We're not doing. We're not making this up. We're not doing it justice. But the point is, at the very end. Um, you see Yoannis uh, with his family, and um, some inside info. As we later found out, also at this uh, barbecue, uh, so you see Yoannis uh, in front of a giant pig on a spit, like huge, and it's bleeding <laughs> out. It's just huge, and and he just looks so happy. Um, and in the back is uh, uh, another Cuban, uh, Henry Arudia, for the Orioles, who we later confirmed was also at the barbecue. Just a little insight. Y- Yerudia, Yerudia, Yerudia for the home team. Um, <laughs> and, Ooh. And, uh, but, yeah, that, that was pretty bad. Yeah. We, we, we can't, we can't make, we can't hit them all, guys. Quality over quantity. Um, <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, he's he's roasting, he's roasting a giant pig, and it's it's just such a jarring image because like, there's like Yoannis Cespedes, and this is obviously before he had even signed with the team. Um, but it was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. And we're like, oh, that's, that's great. That's hilarious. Um, so of course it does, it does take a little bit of explaining. Um, but we we're we're proud of it and we're, we're happy to honor uh, his family's, um, most sacred ritual. 
It's the most sacred ritual, yes. It's amazing to me that that hasn't become more of a thing then. So, like, you know, why aren't there videos out there of, say, Miguel Cabrera uh, preparing duck a la range, you know, this sort of thing. Maybe uh, uh, Al Albuquerque, you know, sitting down and doing a nice souffle. Oh, that would be – I would – we if, okay, if Al Albuquerque does that, we will change our name. Joba loves a nice chicken pot <laughs> yeah. pie. Yeah, there, there's still a lot of possibilities. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it just kind of worked out. It was, it was, it was nice. Okay, okay. Uh, I've been a, a long-time reader of the site myself and followed you guys on Twitter for quite a while now. And the one thing that kind of stands out about the site is that, I mean, you don't limit your content to necessarily just you on a cesspitus or not even to a particular, uh, you know, one team or two teams or anything like that. You, you, the site is kind of what I would describe as like a dragnet, you know, for anything that is weird and wild all around MLB. What, what kind of other things are you guys covering there? Well, I think when we started out, we started out trying to give legitimate analysis of mm-hmm. stuff. And it's really hard for for anybody who was like us to kind of gain traction that way. And that's because who wants to read what two jamooks in high school have to say yeah. about the Adam LaRoche to the national signing. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that you can go so many other places to get that analysis. So we kind of found this niche where we kind of could be irreverent and funny mm-hmm. and kind of quirky and weird and, and from that, we've kind of gained a deeper knowledge of the game. So now that we feel comfortable giving that, that sort of more nuanced analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that another smart thing that we did was not limiting ourselves to one team. Mm-hmm. Limiting yourself to one team um, is, in, in a way, it's easier to kind of build up a base, mm-hmm. right? But the thing was, Jordan and I aren't fans of the same team, yeah. and we wanted to have discussions about baseball. Right. Um, and that kind of restricted focusing on one team. Also, the thing was, it's not even that we doubted, like, our ability to understand the game and, and to analyze it, but that us offering, trying to offer good analysis, like, we've already, we already read so many things that we know is better than us, so we might as well take the knowledge and, and apply it in a different way and make it fun and make it entertaining because, I mean, we think baseball is fun, and we, we want to make it fun for everybody. There's no reason to just limit it to – I mean, the other thing is, like, obviously, Jonas was with Oakland for two and a half, three years, and – we're not Oakland right. fans, but it was really cool, like, you know, all, getting a bunch of Oakland fans following us. And then this brief time in Boston, you get a bunch of Boston fans following us. And now with Detroit, obviously. It's good for business. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good for us. And it's, it's fun to – there's no reason to just block ourselves off and say, like, like, for example, like, I'm a Mariners fan. Jake's an Orioles fan. That just happens to be what family are. But there's no reason. Right. I mean, more importantly, it's not like we – I mean, you might see us tweet a little bit more about the Mariners and Orioles, but mostly right. – there's no and reason to limit it. I mean, every every fan base is the same except for the Phillies. So. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, it's, oh, it's, it's, there's no reason to uh, to really limit it. We we like to to kind of hit on everybody. <laughs> right, which is why you now have like say a uh, uh, hard hitting analysis of Mikhail Gorbachev throwing out a first pitch at some Texas high school game with George Bush. Right. Like I don't know why we would ever find that. By the way, that's the greatest picture on the internet because. <laughs> There, okay. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, just Google Mikhail Gorbachev baseball and you'll find it. But there aren't very many. There other are pictures. not many other options. But there are uh, a couple of amazing, amazing things. It's a, it's a high school baseball game, the high school game in Texas. Right. George Bush is looking at him suspiciously, which is very representative of their relationship. Um, he's wearing this Canadian tuxedo seeped in dad lap, like it, it is it's full <laughs> denim, yeah. just. Uh, pretty amazing, and his form's not terrible, right. but a, there's no there's no ceiling there. Yeah, you don't you're not a lot of projection on the on the Gorby arm. 
going to disagree, I guess. I mean, based on the one photo that I saw. Uh, if you're just joining us on the show, this is uh, we're talking with uh, Jake and Jordan from the Cespedes uh, Family of Barbecue here on the Bless You Boys podcast. Uh, at last count, you guys had, I think, over 22,000 followers on Twitter. When did the viral breakout happen, and, and do you know what caused it? Well, I think the viral breakout was we had too much chocolate. We weren't washing our face enough. <laughs> it got pretty, oh, boy, left that one. <laughs> I walked right <laughs> into that. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's okay. Online uh, proactive. Please. I think I think for us, like honestly, the interesting thing is since um since Twitter came out with like analytics, like you can look back and see how your followers have grown. It's actually been really steady. There wasn't really any one moment. Right. I think the one moment we can really point to was um, when we did our first road trip uh, in 2013. Uh, Jason Parks, who's now with the Cubs, and baseball prospectus. Uh, we met him at a baseball perspective event at Nationals Park. At that point, where we were like 90 we, followers. No, we had yeah, like 90, 90 followers, um, and we had for a couple months at that point. We met him, and he, you know, he had like 17,000 at that point, and he tweeted, you know, after we met him, he's like, these guys are funny, just give them a follow. And that got us to like 600, and at that point, we're like, this is the craziest thing of our lives. Oh, wow, 700 people. <laughs> um, and uh, and then from then, it was just like, right. oh, we'll like, get a, we get bumps during the playoffs. Yeah, uh, whenever you know, when gets traded, we get a bomb. <laughs> right, right. Uh, whenever he went to home run derby, which is also often, he's right. been <laughs> two times traded and won home run derby multiple times. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really just, and then you know, sometimes we'll write something that that you know gets a lot of attention. Maybe it's posted on, you know, hardball talker, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, it's it's just those kind of things. But it's it hasn't really been like one thing. It's really been a steady growth, which which I mean, we're we're pretty proud of honestly because it's. It's cool that we've been able to keep it up for the last, you know, year and a half or so. Sure, sure. No, I think at the at the moment you guys uh, have more followers than the entire Bless You Boys uh, team account. So, you know, we'll we'll talk later about tips and tricks or how to get our our own follower base boosted. Um, I understand it has a lot <laughs> yeah. to do with pictures of uh, of Bartolo Colon taking batting practice, though. So that helps. Uh, helps. Also, grabbing yeah. his stomach fat and right, jiggling it. Right. <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, thank you for bringing that image back into the uh forefront of my Always mind now. Important. That's uh Yeah. So that's I'm I'm off food for the day after that. Awesome. <laughs> uh let's talk about backyard baseball. It's something you guys have talked about on the site a couple of times. Uh and and by uh, talked about, I mean you actually did like an in-depth profile analysis of all of the various characters on backyard baseball. This was intriguing to me. Um because backyard baseball was originally on which which gaming platform? PC. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was. It was, well, it was PC slash Mac, I think. No, yeah, I'm not right. sure. It, 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 but it was very early. The first backyard baseball game came out in 1997, and there were no pros on that. Yeah. So, um, for those of you, you have to understand why we're so attached to it. Um, because it was right in the sweet this spot. Is, this is really the sweet spot for us. So we're we're currently we're only 19 now, uh, but um, the, when the first one came out, you know we I mean I played the first one, but it was really Backyard Baseball 2001. That's the one that I based all my rankings on. Yeah. That's when they introduced a pro players. pro player from every team. And the, the two games that are good, it's 01 and 03, are basically the same. yeah they're basically the same game, and they've been trying to you know reinvent it ever since. But it's just. There's something about the 2001 and 2003 game that's just so pure as a baseball game, and you can't – it's right. just such a great idea um, 
that it's just it's just so funny, but it's also so great. And, and in 2001, it's just such a time of like crazy stars, and and it's interesting how they you know how they rate certain players. Right, like Jose Canseco is a Devil Ray. Right, like <laughs> right, right, like, like you see it in like the, in like the teams that they're on, and like the fact that like they're like, oh well, we need a twin. Might as well put Marty Cordova in the game. Right, like they needed a player uh, from each team, right. but they like randomly, arbitrarily decided that it was okay to have Barry Larkin and Ken Griffey. Right, they they gave the Reds too. I mean, there's just so many little things, and then you go through all the the, the made up characters that are just so. They're so unique and right. so funny. Right, and it's funny. such an ethnically diverse neighborhood, which <laughs> right. you've noticed. Right. You have no clue. Of the, 30, of the 30 people, the 30 kids, you have 17 are minorities. Two are obviously second-generation immigrants. <laughs> right, you have it's Dimitri's just, illegal it's just, alien. It's an amazing population of, of kids. And then the other – and there are just the, the thousands of questions that come along with it. How old are they? Why are they – only playing baseball. How are these kids? Like, what do their parents do to be able to afford these brilliant bra- backyards? I mean, it, it's enormous. <laughs> like, you just right. there's so many questions that go along with it, um, and there's and there's just these stories that go along with each character that you that you remember, and that it's like it's like oh, like everyone has really strong opinions about Kenny Kawaguchi because you know he's in a wheelchair. Well, he's also crazy overrated. Yeah. people just right. Like, he's good. He's in a wheelchair. Yeah. There's just a lot of there's just so many so many aspects of the game and of the players. That are um, that are just it's just so it's just so fun to look at even now, um, and it's 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 great and we never we really never get tired of talking about it or or just playing it if you're lucky enough playing. to still have it on your computer. Why um, is twenty quid that right, bad? Right, right. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's it's just so much and 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 if you if you uh, if you have the opportunity to if you find it in your in your in your local thrift store, uh, please uh, go go First give it a try. Day. Oh, it looks like a ton of fun. And you talk about video games and the, you know, kind of the formative experience growing up and how those things just kind of stick with you. I, I'd say in terms of age difference between me and you guys, there's probably a decade, decade and a half. Um, so I missed backyard baseball, but I played a ton of hardball. And I think the greatest iteration of that game was the, the version where they had Al Michaels calling the games. I, I don't even know if you guys remember Al Michaels, you know, being kind of the, you know, national broadcaster, but to this yeah. day. Nope. nope. <laughs> To this day, I, I cannot watch a pitching change take place on a live game without hearing Al in the back of my head going, there's going to be a pitching change. And, and for some reason, the game <laughs> right, right. would glitch, and he would say it twice. Every time a pitching change happened, he would say yeah. it. So, yeah, to this day, they'll be like, you know, bring in Al Albuquerque, and I'll think in my head, there's going to be a pitching change. Click, there's going to be a pitching change. It's, it's, those things just, they stick with multiple, you. So. Multiple pitching changes. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Brought him in and then took him right back out again. One of the yeah. other things that you guys uh, tend to like really kind of focus on that's kind of an ongoing thing is jerseys. So uh, mm-hmm. just to, to give me give me the the stats, the figures, the analysis. Jake Jordan, how many jerseys do you have in your collection at this point? Well, so we counted at one point. It's obviously an ongoing uh, growth. Um, I think I don't know. If, I, I I think Jake Jake definitely has more than me. Now we've been working on trying to get one from every team. Um, Jake, is, uh, as he mentioned earlier, is currently wearing his Rockies Nolan Arenado one. I think he has. <laughs> how many do you think? Are we at? So you at thirty? I'm at thirty. He's at thirty. I'm here. I have my the, I have my 20. list. Oh yeah. Here in front of me, um, I just I have a whole team's worth. Uh, my I'm just going to read some of. I have a Ryan Domit. We both have <laughs> identical matching Ryan Domit Pirates 
old Pirates aesthetic yeah, jerseys. Yeah, the black with the red and yellow. It's That's a, yeah, Ryan Delmet. Matt Williams, Diamondbacks one. Yeah, that's that a one. That was hideous. <laughs> I have a brown Jed Giorco. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UNESCO you got me for my birthday. Oh, the uh, Russell Wilson minor league. Yes, that's the when Russell Wilson played baseball. Uh, one of my favorites is the Luke Coachaver. Yeah, you have a Luke Coachaver. That's a good one. Um, oh, I have a Will so Myers. Is, is the goal? What do you say? Sorry, I was going to say the, the goal though in collecting these kind of jerseys. I mean, how much are you guys focused on on the weirdest colors versus, like, say, the best names? Oh, it's all about the. I think it's all about the player and the relative yeah, relationship that player has with the team. Yeah. Like, so my best one is my Lastings Millage Yalkut Swallows jersey, <laughs> right? <laughs> like a Lastings Millage Nets jersey is pretty cool. Yeah. And like a random Japanese player Yalkut Swallows jersey is pretty cool. Right. But like the combination of the two. Right, because at that sense. point, it's like like once you got any lasting smudge, like you're in good shape. But then once you get the Japanese league, I mean, it's, you know, you're, home take, you're taking it to the next level. Right. I had to go to Japan, yeah. Japan <laughs> to get that. And, like, for me, like, so, I mean, I, like I said, I'm a Mariners fan. Like, it'd be cool to have a Felix jersey, but I have a Felix uh, Everett Aqua Sox jersey. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, it, the minor league ones <laughs> are always very special to us. Um, LJ like, Hose. We both have the LJ We both have LJ Hose. But, like, the ones, the ones that are – like guys that were on a team for a year, guys that were on a team for half a season. I mean, well, now Yoannis qualifies to have you know, Red Sox jersey, jersey. But oh, I mean, my, oh, my uh, Dontrell Tigers jersey. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many. Just like it, it, it is about just the context right. of the player within that team because it's good to have. I mean, but, yeah, like, you, we could buy a Joe Mauer t- Twins one. Right, right. But like, so what? Like, I'd like, rather have a. Like Mark Trumbo Angels one, right? Like, but I also like I, you know, I have I'm a Mariners I'm a Mariners fan, and the two actual Mariners jerseys I have are Justin Smoke, who is now going to hit 50 home runs with the Blue Jays, and Brandon League. <laughs> like, like those are the ones I have just because it's hilarious. Like, it's a, it's, it's better than just having. I mean, you know, it's good to have you know some stars, but it's really about the context within that player where you look at it and you be like, oh man, like that's ridiculous. Why does this exist? Like that's that's really what we're going for. Definitely an art form and and one that I hope to uh, get better at practicing in the coming year. You definitely want to stop over in West Michigan, you guys, if you get a chance and watch the the Whitecaps play. We were talking earlier about some of the crazy names you'll see in their farm system. So I'm sure, oh, I'm sure there's oh, yeah. a gold mine there in the in the Whitecaps store if you want to get some good jerseys here. Yeah. We're talking with uh, Jake Mintz and Jordan Schuster of Cespedes Family Barbecue here on the Bless You Boys podcast. Find us online at blessyouboys.com. Guys, we had to talk a little bit about some of the serious stuff. Let's oh, start man. with Ioannis uh, Cespedes himself. Uh, you guys have obviously been kind of you know keeping an eye on him over the last couple of years. Uh, what does he bring to the table for the Tigers in 2015? So I think with Ioannis, like it's a very like we reckon. Obviously, we're we're his biggest fans, um, but we recognize that it, it is a flawed skill set, and that like yeah, his OBP was around 300. Uh, last year and like we know we're not not just going to ignore that we know that there are flaws in this game but what he brings and what we've noticed the first time he was traded is this kind of excitement both athletically and like you know on-field talent that's just it's not really matched you know there's something he could do every game whether it's with his arm or you know with his bat obviously where it's like oh like I could see something that's just totally unusual and you might not see it all the time, but like knowing that it's possible is something that makes fans like irrationally excited about him. Even us, 
I mean, we love him and we're, <laughs> right. we always support him. And we, we do believe – it's not like we don't think he's a productive major league player. But, like, we know that there's flaws in his game. But it's just – he offers something that's just so unique and so much more than what any – that the average outfielder brings. And it just gets people excited. It's, there's no – I mean, we were talking about this before, but, like, when he got traded, you know, from Oakland to Boston – um, you know, obviously the people in, in Boston are, were excited and, and the people in Oakland were traumatized, but like, you're getting John Lester, like John Lester's crazy good. You know, it's not, it wasn't like they, it, they just gave him away for nothing. We recognize like, Oh, that, that you think he'd be pretty excited about that. But there's just this kind of emotional, like, Oh, he's so, he's so fun and just so interesting that any team losing him is, it's just been, right. you know, it's, it's, it's tough. And it's tough. I mean, obviously tough for us when he's been over the place, but we're pretty excited for him to, be in the same lineup as two of the pretty much best hitters in the world. So right, Jose Iglesias and yeah, uh, I mean you know yeah, just something about and you something about something about uh, season Cincinnati, right. something about Hernan Perez that just you're just so happy <laughs> that they're on the same team together. Um, sure, yeah. I'm in love with Hernan. So uh, yeah, so yeah, Hernan. Yeah. Did you see that Hernan Perez about should the guy be a real with Joker Tigers hitter, Hernan? Oh. <laughs> I, you know, I, I almost want to just that's stop the good. show right there. That's that's it. This is a train wreck. Okay. I, sometimes Jake tweets something. I'm like, shut it down. Her, We're just going to close the account. Her non-locker? Oh, my God. Her non-locker? Oh, no. come on. <laughs> okay. All right. So to follow to follow up on that, would, would you look at Cespedes and say that he is at some point due for a breakout season, or is this pretty much a what you see is what you get kind of situation? Well, I think last season – he was hurt a little bit, yeah. but I think if you extrapolate what he did last season over a full year, I think that's what he's probably most likely to be yeah, uh, I mean, around. His first season in the league was crazy high BABIP. Yeah. Um, pitchers hadn't really readjusted to him. That's kind of the high end of what he could be. Mm-hmm. Second year was kind of the flip side of that. That was the low end of what he could be. He kind of struggled. So I think last year extrapolated over a full season around where his skill set's going to Yeah, lie. I mean, it's – Again, it could fluctuate. It's not like he's not capable of doing what he did in year one again. Um, but that he's just not. Feeling. He's but it's it's not the skill set. It's not he's not going to suddenly take a bunch of pitches. Like sorry, <laughs> like that's not going to happen. But you know you have Victor <laughs> and Mickey to do that. Um, but it's just you know he's not that type of player. Um, it's different. But it's it's it doesn't mean it, like if he stays healthy. It's it's. I also think. He's much more capable of stealing bases than people think, but that's that's really been largely on his health. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I think if anything, it's, it's a defensive upgrade in the outfield, um, and it'll be it'll be fun. It's just another bat another bat in the lineup that, that guys can get excited for. Because like Tory, like we were talking about before, like Tory Hunter, like he was good um, even even in 2014, better in 2013. But it's it's not it, you don't get excited to watch Tory Hunter. It's like you know he's productive and you know he's a veteran, you know et cetera et cetera. But it's not it's not the kind of thing. It's like oh like great Tory Hunter's up. Like <laughs> I, I, you never really get excited for that. The way the way you do with Yoannis when maybe is a lower chance of him doing something special. But right. also um, Yoannis is a much uh, bigger fan within the gay community yeah. than Tory Hunter. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would yeah. definitely agree. <laughs> and we will steer that conversation right to the left here and. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about his longevity in Detroit. Uh, do you see him, you know, sticking around after this, after the contract expires, or is Cespedes long gone? I I think most likely he's gone because he's going to get paid. Yeah, right. I mean, and Detroit isn't really in a situation where they want to hand out more long-term contracts. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, I know Illich 
probably has billions of dollars that he's still kind of waiting to just be like, oh, right, I'm even richer than you already thought. Here you go. I need to win something before I die. I'm so um, ill. But but who knows? Like I, I I think I think there's a really I wouldn't count on him. I certainly wouldn't count on him resigning during the season. No way. Um. But uh, you know I think I think Detroit maybe maybe they're gonna Who knows? I mean we're for now like we we recognize that this could be a one year deal, like a one year you know situation. We're gonna make it the best year we have. Yeah, and I think I think the Tigers should you know. Tigers fans should probably recognize that too. Uh, you're going to get emotionally attached. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you're, you're going to. Um, but uh, I, we're, we're kind of, we're definitely hesitant. I think it's a good spot for him, and I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun seeing him with them. But we'll see. I think we're, we're definitely, we're just going to, we're going to take it, we're going to take it one year at a time. Right. <laughs> that's all. Will, that's that's probably yeah. a good. Right. But I mean, like you said, you don't know. Illich has been known to spend big money, especially for big name players or the stars. And if you know Cespedes turns out to be that kind of uh, prima donna sort of diva, you know, you never know what what kind of things could go down. I know Detroit was interested in him when he first broke into the big leagues. Mm-hmm. They they had said that Dabrowski said he was interested in Cespedes, but he couldn't get to him because of the the huge Prince Fielder contract. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be it's definitely interesting to see if they end up pursuing uh, Cespedes beyond this beyond this season. Right. Um, I think we'll try not to get. Go ahead. I think it's um. I think it's fair. I think it's important to point out that like, I know it's easy to point to players and be like, oh, like he just wants to get paid. He's a prima donna. Like, I mean, all these guys want to get paid. Like, if you look back to what Yoannis his first contract was, like, was it a lot? Yes, of course. Was it anywhere close to what you know all these other Cuban guys are getting? No. I mean, all these guys want to test free agency. It's just part of what. You know, it's what the game is. If you if you're lucky enough to play long enough to get to free agency, then you might as well take advantage of it. And I, I think it's. I mean, I get I get the sentiment of like uh, like oh like you, why wouldn't you want to stay with a team that has et cetera et cetera. But I don't know. I I'm I'm quick to defend players that want to test free agency because I you know it's a it's a once in a lifetime literally once in a lifetime opportunity. And for a guy like him, I mean, who knows? It's really going to be largely dependent on on how his season goes about how much money he's going to get. Right. I think so odd. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in a weird spot. It's not as like, oh, like we know what he'll get next year, but uh, it does depend. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I definitely I definitely understand. Kind um, of. How does uh, yeah, not how does uh, sort of grade out for you guys in terms of his bat flip ability? So it, it's it's less. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it'll happen, and you will love it. But it, it is an area where it's, Puig and some of the others, some of the other Cubans win. Uh, win. Um, now, uh, Yo is the owner of the greatest bat flip of all time uh, after winning the 2013 Home Run Derby. If you haven't seen that gift, just, I mean, I don't know. Just, I don't know why you're listening. It's just like the, the physical manifestation of I've won. Yeah, like I, I win and everybody else lost. Um, so it's there, but I, a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, his swing has a two-man finish, and it's less uh, susceptible to bat flipping the way that Puig's is. Um, because, you know, Puig's oh, – we, we, we love Puig, obviously, but Puig's bat flipping on infield singles. Like, that's great. It's because he's, he's finishing it, with one yeah, hand. It's, it's a done. lot easier yeah. to kind of – you know, it's, it's a little, little different. What, what, what you'll see Yo do, which is, which is also awesome, is kind of carry the bat a couple steps to first base. Right, with both hands. With both hands. That's, that's, even, that's <laughs> arguably even more he, badass. He had a home run, I think – it was his first year off of Brian Mattis, and Mattis threw him like a low curveball, mm-hmm. and Yo fished it out right. and just kind of held it with two hands for like right. an extra amount of time, right. and it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully there's no beef. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, well, so, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think it's, 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 it's in him, but it's not something that you're going to, that you should expect to see on every, every, uh, with every, you know, contact. <laughs> but, but the potential is there. That's the important thing. Yes. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay. You have to understand how important dingers are to him. Um, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really, it's, it's fair. It's a large part of who he is. So, um, he takes it very seriously. As, Yes, as evidenced by the fact that he won that home run derby two years in a row, and we'll hopefully see him take a shot at you know a, a three-peat would be awesome. Um, you know, we, in Detroit, we like our home run derby winners. You know, we had uh, uh, Prince Fielder did the one year. Um, we just can't seem to get Cabrera out there to take take a run at it. So it'll be nice to see Cespedes maybe represent the D in the. You know, I'm just I'm thinking, you know, that he'll have a lot better success in the home run derby as a Tiger than say Branton Inge did in his. Uh, <laughs> This one out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would anyway from well from what I know, um, he's going to do it again, and he will do it until he loses. Um, Cincinnati's <laughs> got a much better ballpark than he did in New York and Minnesota. Uh, so if he's healthy, he's gonna he's gonna go for the three P, and he's probably gonna win. So you can look forward to that. Um, now last year people doubted him. Oh Stanton, oh Puig, these guys, well, they have way more power. Like no, like they don't. They're not as like we knew like oh maybe Puig does have more power but he's not he's not gonna win so it, it, there's something that like I know people don't take the home run derby seriously I know some, a lot of people don't don't care that's fine I don't blame these people oh glorified batting practice whatever but like well, no we we call those people communists <laughs> right 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 and, and there's something but there's something to be said for like I mean you know there's only there's a reason only so many people have won two years in a row so. Uh, it's you know it's something that it, it is it is in a weird way a legitimate skill that UNS has that apparently it, it takes a certain amount of focus and I I'm I'm routinely way more impressed than I think most people are with you know his ability to do that so I would look forward to him being in it again if he's healthy. Is I heard you guys refer to him as Yo several times. Is that the officially approved uh, nickname? Yeah, I mean, it's easier to call. I mean, we, you know, we've been saying Yo knows forever. Um, no disrespect to Bo Jackson, but, you know, Yo knows as well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's easier to just call him Yo because what, once you – because we have enough people calling him Yonis and all these other pronunciations, we just call him Yo. It's easier for tweets. We're saving characters. It's easier for just talking about him. Um, so, yeah, Yo Yo's the way to go. That's, it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah, I, I want to get way out in front of kind of curbing the the, the idea of calling him Cespi because that would just drive me bonkers. I'm, yeah, I'm no. advocating for Yo-Yo Bomb. No, Yo, Yo-Yo I'm, Bomb I'm, is, is the. I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I mean, we we're we're ha- any any way people want to embrace him, we're we're happy. We're happy to support it. All right. Uh, one more thing before we leave the topic of Cespedes, which uh, on behalf of the Tigers fan base, welcome to Detroit, you guys. What are you most looking forward to in terms of following the Detroit Tigers a little more closely this year? I think the thing with the Tigers, like, so I go to school in Ohio, so I'm hoping to um, get up to Detroit for a couple games. Uh, I'm only three hours away, and I think it's really good to have him closer (laughs) because in Oakland, you know, we always have starting, all games are starting later. And in Boston, like, it was good to have him in Boston. It was good. It was good to see him on, like, a national, a national kind of stage. 
more so like, oh, it's, it's the Red Sox, even though they sucked basically as soon as they got him. Um, but I think with Detroit, it's more of a balance. It's not too much pressure. Um, it's, it's definitely not nearly as much pressure uh, as it was in Oakland or, in, or as it would be in Boston if he was still there because you have Miggy and you have Victor, and that's a good core. And so with that, like, obviously we, we all look at Yohan and says the star no matter where he goes. But realistically, I think it's a better spot for him to be around, you know, veterans that are already experienced crazy, crazy good baseball players. And I think it's just going to be really cool to see him on a team with that kind of talent. You know, in, in Oakland, it was always like a really weird group of guys. And it was fun, but it wasn't as, as much like, oh, like this could be a huge inning because you have like Brandon Moss coming up. <laughs> like it would now, now it's more of like, oh, this could be like every time you see three, four, five in Detroit, it's like, oh, this is going to be, like, I have to watch this inning. And that's, that's just something that, that I'm looking forward to for sure. All right. And what about you, Jake? Oh, hold on. Jake's in the... Jake, come back. Jake's oh, watching I... soccer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay. It happens. Can, Jake... It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can only keep him in one place for so many seconds. My TV is broken. Here. Well, Jake, <laughs> sorry, why... sorry. I was trying to help out my father. <laughs> Oh, we were just asked, talking about uh, what what you're looking forward to, you know, coming to Detroit as a fan now, as following Cespedes. Um, you know, what are you looking forward to in terms of following the Tigers this year? Well, I I just want to make all the Eminem references I can. You know, that's, <laughs> I'm not I, I'm not looking forward to that. But. Not really. Uh, you know, Yo's just looking to clean out his closet uh, this year. Um, no, uh, also all the trick trick references we can make, possibly. Dude, no one knows who trick. No one knows who trick. That's wrong. No, I. Uh, wow. I think the biggest thing for me is getting to watch a lot more of Miggy, because I, I have like, I'm an Orioles fan, and my number one priority is the Orioles, and then Yo. But when Yo was on the Red Sox, I kind of watched less of Yo than I really should have. But uh, watching Yo is going to make me watch more of Miggy, and that that's a, he's the best hitter in baseball. So um, even Victor, like not I, Victor, right? like I think Victor, as a Mariners fan, like I remember the series in Seattle last year, oh, yeah. um, and like against Felix, he was like the only one that looked remotely competent against Felix last year. And every time I was like, oh well, here comes the you know knock to right. Like, and it's I, it's something. I mean, you have to watch enough baseball to appreciate like a, a basic single to right. Right, <laughs> but, but, but Victor it, has the best. Victor's one. got like. You know, it's just so it's so smooth, and he makes it like so it's so cliche, but it's really like oh, like this is pretty easy for him. And you know, against Felix, especially last year, it's, that's really saying something. Yeah. All right, we're talking with Jake Mintz and Jordan Schustermer of the Cespedes Family Barbecue. You find them online at cespedesfamilybarbecue.com, and definitely follow them on Twitter at cespedesbbq. Let's talk about Barry Bonds, guys. You guys let's like do it. Write about him tweet about him there's there's a constant stream of uh just bizarre statistical facts that you guys put out there about Bonds's career first question i have yeah. is did you guys actually get to watch him play uh i remember enough one yeah. of my first baseball memories is his record breaking home run in 2001 um i think i remember enough of him to the point that i i can rem- i can remember that he was just so much better than everyone else like right. i don't remember the intentional walks Right, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, which in a weird way, I wish I did. Like, right. I wish I remembered 2004 as a season better and realized that he was getting intentionally walked 20 times in a month. Like, I, I wish 
Like it's the little things that that there's just. I mean, I don't know if people at the time were noticing that it was that it was happening to that extent. Um, but I think well, the funny thing is when we look back at. I mean, obviously we were kids. Um, it was it was Sosa. Sosa was the one for us that was so much. It was like he was the one that I was always so attached to. Um, but but looking back on it now, and and you know watching Bontos now and watching, and and remembering enough that it's like wait, like man, this was this was amazing that anyway, and and, and I mean we talk to Giants fans now and it's just like they, they all Giants fans like, yeah, this was like pretty much, we were so fortunate to be, to be, uh, to be there for this as it was going on. Right. Um, and it's just really cool. No one talks about it, pretty much any other player like that. So it sounds like your, your obsession with him, so to speak, maybe developed a little bit after the actual playing days. What, what kind of triggered yes. that? Well, I think it's just the realization um, that what he did was unlike anything anybody else has ever done in their career. Yeah, and when you know, like, as, we're, as we were learning about baseball um, and understanding the era that was basically ending as our formative baseball years were beginning, um, which whatever you want to call it, the steroid era, the just whatever, fine. But the era of extreme offense and just, like, 40 home runs, fine, great. Like, what's that? Like, that's not that great. And just guys hitting dingers left and right. And just the time where – it's insane run scoring environment, right? And then you just look back and you just see how much better he still was than everybody else. And it's it's just it's jarring. It's not I mean you look you can look back at Babe Ruth's numbers and it's it's ridiculous. It's it's hilarious. Um it's it's comical. But you know, you consider, oh well, that's uh you know, he was playing against people literally half his size. Also et cetera, et cetera. I mean there were well, no black people. No black people either. There, there there are no you know, you have no minority players, you have no I mean the the pitchers were probably throwing eighty. It, that wasn't an hour. really baseball. It wasn't really baseball. Um but you look at it's like for Bonds it's like well like this just happened and we know these guys are throwing yeah. at that point guys are already throwing ninety five. Um but he still did it, and he still did it better than all of them, and it wasn't particularly close. And the fact that it just happened, that we can look at it and in the same kind of comical sense, like, wow, like, that's so ridiculous, and it's so funny, and it's so it's so nuts. And, and I just wish, fine, you think, oh, like, all right, yeah, well, I did that because of steroids. Really? Like, you think so? Because Cervelli didn't like, do that. Like, it's, it's, I mean, sure, did they help? I'm sure they did. Do you think that that's what made him? He was already the greatest player, probably, of the generation. And, you know, mm-hmm. he decided to put the other steroid users in their place and say, look, I'm better I'm than you. I'm the best cheater ever. Sorry, I'm better than you, and I, I don't like that, that McGuire and Sosa are getting the attention. Sorry, I'm good. I, I am already better than you, so I'm just going to show you and have the four greatest seasons in the history of baseball. Right. And it's just, it, look, you wanna, if you want to say, if you want to throw in the retroactive morality, even though no one really cared at that time, Fine. If you want to say, "Are oh, you fine?" But like, it's. I guess for us, it's sad and and frustrating. And that just that you meaningless. Can't, it doesn't, yeah, it's it's it sad that you can't look at it and just be like, "Wow, that was awesome!" Like it's baseball, you know. Like, that should just, be the first reaction. That should be the first reaction. Like if you go watch Barry Bonds home runs, you go watch the home run at Yankee Stadium. Don't just think, "Oh, he cheated." Like really? Like come on, you had a ball there. Like, like just, just, just appreciate it. Just, just <laughs> love that it happened. I mean, it was a ridiculous era. It wasn't good for any of these guys. Of course, it was bad that they were all. But it happened. It happened. 
It's good that it's out of the game now. It's good that there's drug testing now, but it happened. And he happened to be the best by far. It wasn't really close. And let's just appreciate that for what it was. And and it's easier also, like, it's just something that's so ridiculous. It's so much easier for us to love it than than we can comprehend for people to hate it. I just don't, I just don't understand. And I know, uh, yeah. you know, eventually, 2007, baseball was like, sorry, we can't, can't handle you anymore. Like, you just put up a 480 OBP and you're 42, like, Sorry, so cannot can't you cannot compute. We're out. You're gone. Get out of baseball. And like he probably could have kept doing it for a couple more years. Who knows what he'd be doing now if he was still allowed to play? Um, but yeah, so it's just something that like it's baseball. Don't act like this is the most sacred thing in the world. Okay, I caught beat up a like man with no hands or shoes. Not only have there been horrible people in the past, most baseball players are complete dicks. Like, like, like that's another thing that people, like you just you, you just have to understand that. So don't be like, oh well, he was an ass. Sorry, he was just an ass publicly. Like, and 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 he said in interviews, and he said when he came back to when he came back to coach with the Giants in spring training, and people asked him like, like, do you have any regrets? He's like, you know, like I regret like the way I treated you guys, the media. And he said like, look, like I needed to be like that to play for me to be in the mindset mm-hmm. to be the best. I could be. I needed to be like that. And I, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's. But that's what it like, is. That's what it was. And it's not just him. I mean, he gets he gets the brunt of everything. It's not just him. You know, he, right. you can't just. He's not. He, of course, you. Of course, it wouldn't be fun to cover him at those times. But he said it's not. These guys are. We have 162 games or more. You know, and have to deal with the media every day. It's not a fun thing to do. Um, they don't owe the media anything really. Um, and the fact that he was like that, and he said, like, yeah, sorry, our relationship was shitty, but, like, I needed that, and I'm a different person now. So, and now you see him, he's like, so he's literally, he seems to be the happiest person in the world. So, uh, we're, we just so love goes without him saying what he's doing now. The two of you both would say that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Easily. it's not really, yeah, it's not really. Not a question for us. Okay. <laughs> not, a, not a question, more of a statement. Yes, because I think we were just uh, maybe talking on Twitter the other day about that with the Hall of Fame vote going through and Bonds coming up in the discussion again that, you know, it is it does seem a little strange to me that the same Baseball Writers Association who voted him MVP four straight years now <laughs> and, turns around and, 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 and says that before that, ten years, right, right, right. You were, these same right. people were there. They were there for this. Yeah, so. you can't just turn around and be like, oh, no, that wasn't okay, like, and if it was really that big of an issue, he wouldn't be on the ballot. <laughs> like that's the other thing yeah, that seems yeah. kind of obvious. So, yeah, yeah. All right, I think that's about all the time we've got for today. I wanted to thank uh, Jake and Jordan from Cespedes Family Barbecue for joining us on the show, guys. Uh, you do have merchandise available, is that correct? Sort of. It's a, it's it's lazy merchandise. Yeah, it's kind of a work in progress. Uh, our our merch uh, that's available, but. When we get it all back up and running, uh, you will know. Um, and we'll, we'll hopefully have some, some Tigers Colors uh, gear available. Pink soon. and puce. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, but but hopefully, hopefully we can get some, some more shirts and hats up soon. Definitely, yes. Give us some Tigers colors, and we'll we'll raid the uh, we'll raid the, 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 the supermarket store online there. Uh, <laughs> Jake, right. Jordan, thanks so much for joining us. That's uh, Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman of Cespedes Family Barbecue. Uh, hope to have you back on the show before the season's out. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. All right.
right. And that's just about all the time we've got here for this episode of the Washi Boys podcast. Again, uh, you can find uh, Jake and Jordan at Cespedes Family Barbecue online at cespedesfamilybarbecue.com and follow them on Twitter at cespedesbbq. Don't forget uh, to tune in at this same time next week. We'll have a little chat with Dan Dickerson. That should be an extremely uh, fun show. Always good to catch up with Dan. And uh, until then, this is Hookslide signing off. Stay out of trouble, guys. And if you can't, at least invite me to come along. We'll see you next time on the Bless You Boys podcast. Get him out of the old ballpark.